rocking. Yeah, Her- Herbie makes a Herbie makes a special guest appearance. Yeah, he's on he's on the podcast. Literally, 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 right as we start, of course. <laughs> Look at this demon. <laughs> this guy's a troublemaker and a half. Yeah, he's a he's a funny boy. I know. He's getting is he getting big. He's getting pretty big here. We're gonna show Anthony how big he is. He's getting pretty big now. Oh yeah, he's, he's getting there. Yeah, he's pretty. What's tall. he weigh? Like five pounds? No, no, he's probably like seven. Oh, okay, he's getting big now. He's now Maybe. he's bulking season. Yeah, he's getting bigger. Just a few months ago, he was really small with boots on his feet. <laughs> Literally, he he grew like a bad weed. He he's funny looking. He looks like a little greyhound mix. He's he's weird. He's so fast. Tears up my carpet downstairs. He's so fast. <laughs> I want to put him in agility. Yeah, he's crazy. He'll run like full speed through the table and chairs. You think like you're dead. You're watching this and you're like, you're going to die right now. And then he just barely misses the, the leg. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And then next thing you know, he's just boom. And he's sometimes like, he crashes, but most of the time he's pretty fast. And you're like, you're sitting there you're like, yeah, you learned your lesson, demon. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. They never do. Dogs anyway, never what, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Oh, well, well, you have a big announcement. I do. Oh, yeah. Well, I made a coaching move. I don't think yeah. that's really a big announcement. I'm not sure. I'm not sure anyone really cares. Once I went to say it out loud, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I just I joined forces with um, Team Miller, which is my coach's um, business. So he brought me on as, a, as an assistant coach. I'm, I'm really excited for it. I think it's, it's going to be fun. Braden and I get to just get along really well, mostly for, and we coach similarly and we have the same vision. I realize that's, there's nothing wrong. You know, like sometimes you're like, oh, you just see something a little different than someone. But when, when the vision aligns, that's when you can really, it feels like you get that gut feeling. Like, I feel good about this. Yeah. Because I feel like he understands where, what I want to do with the impact I personally want to create in the industry. And he wants a similar thing for himself. So it makes us oriented at the same target, which I think is so beneficial. Well, that's, I feel like that's how we choose. That's how we choose is in our circle, right? Like yeah. kind of like. But I'm just learning gotta, all this as an old man, you know, like uh, it took me a long time to figure this out. And it weirds me out now because everyone around me wants me to, wants really well for me. And it still freaks me out actually, truthfully. So, oh, like, it does the same to me. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> really does like it's it's really something i need I someone to doubt i need through. someone to doubt me i need my doubt i need a doubter i need a doubter <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sure i have a lot of those but like it's just weird that the people i care about are not they're all so supportive it's mind-blowing it's, it's really nice yeah i think that really changes your perspective on life right like in terms of like the way you see things because i know we've both been through like rock bottom situations where we didn't have people who support us and that's, I think that's why it's so uncomfortable for us and such an odd feeling, right? Because we've been down, we've been down there. Like we've been down here. Now we're like slowly climbing up and we're still like, we're at like that midway point. We're at like that thing on like Mount Everest. They call, I forget what they call it, but you're at like that base camp. Like you made mm-hmm. it to base camp and now you're working your way up the, up the mountain. I feel like we're just at base camp where you're with all these people that really can join together and understand. And you're like, well, where am I? And it kind of hits you. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, Hey, if you're going to climb Mount Everest, it probably hit you at that point when you're on the base camp, you're like, fuck, we're about to do this. Like, yeah. like it probably hits you. Like, like it's hitting us like currently through both of our, I mean, we basically have the same friend group. So <laughs> it's like, we're, we're, 
we're besides some of the Canadian fellows that you're that you're associated with, we majority at least the coaching side, we have the same we have the same group of people. Yep. Um, and I think it's just it is an odd feeling. I always get I always wake up every day and I'm like really grateful for the people I have. And I'm like, but like I always think, and I don't know if you ever thought this, I always think about when's it gonna like disappear at some sort of point. Bro, I this is why so truth just straight up, I overthink things. And I'm so good at having contingencies for potential problems because I think secretly deep down, that's exactly what I'm scared of. So I'm trying to put fence line perimeters out into the future to prevent that from happening. So I structure my life with these routine habits. That's why I can stick to things so easy. It's because it's like, if, the, if this pattern is keeping what I have, then these patterns must continue mm-hmm. or something like that because that's safe. Yeah, I'm very scared. All like that's what feels strange to me is that it doesn't stop. (laughs) That's actually what feels strange is that I continue to get what seems to be more and more support and more people wanting to bring me or participate in opportunities with me. And it's really something because I felt like as a young man, like when I was your age, I really had to, I felt like I had to claw and scratch and hang like one of those goats that just wouldn't die and fall down the hill. Like I had to really forge my way to any little piece of perceived success. And I think changing my circle allowed me to become myself a lot more, which helped me orient where I want to go. And I think when I was younger, that's why I didn't feel, even though I hit successful measures at points, I self-sabotage and it never felt like good or real because I don't think I was oriented at the right things. I think it was a bunch of things other people or I thought other people wanted me to want. And then I figure out what I wanted to do. In the last two years, I've worked really hard on that. So everyone is kind of oriented to these co... Everyone just wants to support each other. And you, it, you do... Do you think it's strange that it's... They're also... They have the same job. So we're also technically in market competition and I never think about it unless I think about it. You know, like I, when we're going to do the podcast or something, like if, if someone told me, Hey, you guys did a podcast and Anthony got 12 clients from it and you got zero, I would be like, Holy man, I probably was just way too high that podcast (laughs) or or, uh, my shit is slipping up, but I would genuinely be happy. And of course there'd be like a little competitive edge. I'd be like, really? I lost 12, zero, but overall I would literally think it's sick. And then I would give him any advice he wanted to help like get those people onboarded or anything he wanted, you know, like I would generally try and help. And that's very unique. I think in the world, most careers in general, I think. So I was talking about the PC last week and I mentioned kind of what we did and it was, and I remember saying like, I had to see at the table, right? Like type thing. I kind of mentioned yeah, yeah, that. We talked about this. Yeah. I was, and I was like, and I think that's where, I think that's where like as competitors, we're all like as coaches, right? We all want the business, right? And everyone's a business, but there's thousands, millions of coaches right now. And I think it's, um, I think it's a thing. If, if you, if you work hard enough and you do the right thing in coaching, you earn a seat at the table, Right. So if you're doing like these hormonal cases and you're fixing and you're like improving all these blood work panels, like you're improving these people's lives, like you earn a seat at the table. And I think people see that. 
Like it's not, it's not based upon, it's not based upon the numbers, who has the most coaches or who has the most clients, like who has the most money or anything. Like, I think it's impact per client. There's like a percent, yeah. just like a general percentage meter that I think other coaches who are respected because they've done these things once upon a time down the hierarchy and you have all this respect above you. And it's sort of like you get a seat at the table from doing these things competently and it doesn't really matter like you say it's not about like the most jacked clients it's it's about just making impact on someone's life and everyone needs different impact there's not really a way you can say like okay why is this heavyweight bodybuilder's journey more why is it more important than say like a mom of two who has colitis and cybo and is putting in brutal hard protocols like some of these gut health protocols are absolutely brutal and bodybuilders a lot of them wouldn't even like them you know because it's even more boring than like a bro meal plan even you know like it's just really not easy protocols so i just think that if you're making impact in any of those spaces people are going to be drawn to your work yeah you know because it's not happening like, you know, like I kind of forget because our circle's so good and I don't spend a lot of time on social media other than like doing my work that I do on there because I just don't have that much free time. But um, sometimes people send me stuff and they're like, what about this? And, you know, like Braden sent me a video of like a pretty well-known coach in Canada here having their athlete do like those adductor machines where you face the wrong way you know like these instagram fit people where oh, they stand so up on like the- so they're like doing like abductor so they're doing abductor but they decide to not want to use the machine the way the machine's supposed to be used yeah they're like standing up and like spreading their feet like i i can't even explain this because it's so and i'm like really they have people doing this this is crazy to me like i forgot this still exists no i mean that yeah you, know, you really do like our circle is I just don't see it anymore. And I'm like, Jesus. So there's so many people that need help. That was my point of that very long rant. It was like, this is how we know there's going to be, a, there's so much room for people to make impact because the bar is set actually quite low. I think that's an interesting, I think that's an interesting thing because I think a lot of people pay attention to those people or the people you see a lot of things being posted on social media and people are like clowns or they'll do like the clown emojis and stuff like the right people who are like clowns or something um but like i don't see many of our group really doing that like to truly be honest like to truly be honest i see a lot of our group reposting each other's content and trying to get our stuff out there but not really focusing on you know like there's client there's coaches that don't post results or anything like to truly be honest there's very few coaches like very few that actually post like client results (laughs) Like they just continue client results. I have a question for you. Uh Do you think that I should post more like picture client transformations? Like, do you think people like that or is it sleazy? Uh, I mean, I, you know, I am actually, I'm actually asking. So, cause I, cause I, you know, cause you know, I do it for the most part. Um, Yeah. And I don't really, I do once in a while, but like I could way more, like way more. And I'm like, well, maybe I I should. I think you should. Um, I now the one thing you see is like it's not the glamour, right? Like I make those posts, like whatever the black backdrop with like the writing on it, that get people to share those, right? Like yeah. the one I made the other day got like 130 shares or something, and I was like, <laughs> that's oh, pretty. Is, I was like, this is pretty decent. 
But like, then you'll get like, then you'll post like a transformation. It might get like 60 likes or something like 50, 60 likes. And you're like, ah, oh, this is all right. But you know what it is? It's also like the people who are commenting down in those and like the people who are watching, because I think like, like kind of, it kind of agrees with like where our circle is, right? Which is a circle of respect and that we're doing people the right thing, right? And I think it's more of like, hey, you might not know who's watching. Like in terms of like, who's looking at your page? Like there could be a ton of people looking at my page who don't, who don't like the photos or don't like, or like don't do that type thing where they just look and they like keep looking and they might just look at like, hey, one section's just all these client transformations. And like, they could see, like, they can go and read about all these different athletes and like who I work with, like them, like the that's different, good point. the different variety. And I think point. that's where, and I think that's why I continue to post the transformations, right? It's not more of like a, Hey, come join me type thing. It's not like a me, like, Hey, come join me. It's like, I actually, I tell my clients this when they come onto my team, because people always look at the Instagram people, right? I mean, most of my clients are actually on Instagram at one point in time. I don't have many clients. You know how many clients I have. I don't have that many. Um, and it's like a majority of them have been on Instagram, on my Instagram at some point in time. And it's like, I got nothing to hide, like in terms of like my athletes. And I like, and I say they have to earn it. So one thing I tell them, like, I'm not going to post you unless you earn it. Like if you give me everything that you have and you're making incredible progress and you and you've worked your ass off and you're really proud of where you are. Like, and like I get the, and I get like your check-in form and like you say in like a few notes, like how fucking awesome it feels to be hitting all these PRs and hitting all these things. Like I'm going to post you because you're earning, you're earning that. And I think that that just pushes other clients to be, to be better. Right. It like sets the tone type thing. But I just find that I, I like to do it just because it keeps me, I don't know. I just find a lot of gratification from actually just posting my athletes and really showing like what I can do as a coach, but more importantly, showing the work that they've put in. Type thing. No, I think it's a really good point. So, cause sometimes I do things that I'm like, okay, what, where's my bias coming from? So here's why I think I don't. It's because secretly I am going to be, and I want to be way more jacked. So like if Braden was constantly posting my picture, I would be like, Hey bro, I think it's time you post some of the better job people because I'm doing this with you now and I want to actually get clients. Let's not use my physique as like a marketing tool, please. Like, so it's not, it doesn't like fire me up. Like I wouldn't be like mad either if you did it once, but like that's enough. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, if I asked my clients, probably a lot of them would be like, fuck yeah, put my shit up. <laughs> you know, like maybe they would. And I don't know. But I think because I wouldn't, I just assume nobody wants that and then maybe oh they definitely do they just don't say it yeah that's fair enough and i think it then it would start a pretty cool thing of like kind of like my thing where people are like "Ooh, well i'd be on it and it's like then they then they gotta work then they gotta work for it well that kind of happens on my stories because i tell them i do tell them with their training i'll put the good ones on my story (laughs) (laughs) so then you know when they're on there it's like you know who got like a couple of ribbons that day (laughs) yeah yeah i think i think it's just like i just like posting and i like and I like it for the other coaches too that watch that watch. Because well, that and I think when it's actually very valuable, and I only thought of this once you started explaining your system. I think so. Here's what I was doing: I was catering to the onlookers, meaning like 
people that are not really into it see that a bunch and they're kind of like, oh. But the thing is, is if you have someone who's a general inquiry who actually is maybe interested in your services, well, then you're right. Then a potential customer who actually likes seeing these things can go to your page. And if you have a whole section like you do, oh, wow, he helped this girl with autoimmune. This guy was doing a prep. This looks pretty sick. This is a recomp. And, you know, you get to go through like cases kind of and see this person's resume almost. And yep. I have versions of that in my store. My, what do they call those things with the buttons on the top? Because I do have a thing filled with it. Your fucking highlights, I think. Highlights. I have a highlight with a lot of that in there. And that's kind of why I don't post it. Because I'm like, well, maybe people should go here. But Oh, also- absolutely. I think they do. I think people do go click through the highlights. So, yeah. That's good. Well, at least I have that. <laughs> you're step one. Step one. You're there. Step one. I just think I just think it's also like I said, I think it's pretty cool to just be able to showcase like the different the different cases that I've done. Like in terms of like, hey, I got bodybuilders, I got female horm- I got horm- like functional health cases, I got gut health cases, you know, recomp, fat loss, muscle gain, like all the above, right? And you yeah, want to show off those. Time. And you want to show off those tools. And I know you have the, like, I know we're kind of talking on air. So people are kind of listening to me, like coaching him right now, I guess about this is like, I think you have the clientele and the, and the amount of clientele to do it and for do it long enough to where, you know, where I do it. I, I kind of have it in like a, I kind of have it in like a rotation thing because yeah. if those clients are doing the work, like in three months, they don't look the same. And then in like, and then like six months where you post them again, they don't look the same. And it's like, you can keep continually showing like progress over time with those people. And I mean, I remember, I think the hardest thing was when I had like two clients, right? And that was like, I remember beginning and I was like, what the fuck am I going to show? And it was like the hardest thing. But now that I have like, now that I have like a lot, I would say a lot more compared to that based upon my workload, but it's not like too much more, but it's a, but it's a lot more work. Um, but it's just like, you have a variety now. So I think, I think it would be pretty cool to see. I think it's also cool. Cause I think other coaches get insight too, as well. Um, I have some of the craziest, I have the wildest variety of case. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you, you could probably post that and post like a little bit about your strategy and what you did. And it would be kind of like, it would kind of be a learning experience for both you and the, and the, and like, and the other coaches who watch you. Like, cause they would learn something about that. And then they, maybe they would go into DMS and ask you something and it would kind of lead to another like friendship type thing. So you, you never just know gave me the out. best idea, but we're going to talk about it off air after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, no, I I've, so going back to what our original conversation was, was talking about like kind of our circle. Like, that's why I say, like, I never want to stop this thing, like the podcast in general. Like no matter how many views it gets, no matter how many downloads it gets, because really like in all aspects, my, my, my circle was formed from this and from people like listening to me, like share my life on here and like be real. Right. And I think that's why I never want to stop this because like, I mean, I'm having John Jewett on, on Wednesday. Like that blows my mind that like two and a half years down the line of, doing this podcast i would never expect to have like john jewett on my show i mean i didn't even know who john jewett was two and a half years ago for christ's sakes like 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 i didn't know i I wasn't that huge into bodybuilding until like 2020 
Um, but it's just like, it's so cool to see like the evolution of things and the evolution of people and where we start. And it's kind of cool to look back on. Like when I look back at things like, Hey, in the first 50 episodes, I had all these people on and how have we all changed? Like a lot of people always go back. Like I've had, I've had many people follow me since like almost like the first like 10 episodes or so. And they're like, damn, you sound so different in the way like you articulate your thoughts and do everything like completely since where you were like, they could tell how immature kind of, I kind of had when I was, when I started the podcast and how like much more maturity I got as we've delved onto it and how, as we've grown through it. And I think that's also pretty cool. Cause I think people enjoy listening to that journey. Right. And everything that goes with it. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to get, it's just cause you're getting way more confident because you're just, everyone is kind of on the, that's, what's cool about the circle we're in is that everyone is kind of hunting in their own direction. But then the communal share just goes up because everyone gets more confident and then you share skills to the center of the, of the circle and the whole thing just, it's like shine theory. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm excited. There's a lot of things in the works. There's a lot of things in the works, but I did add, so we discussed this, but I did add loom videos to my coaching now. And this is like game changer. Like absolute game changer. really good. I was like, who likes to look at my ugly mug? But I guess a lot of, I guess my clients do. So <laughs> honestly, I thought of that too. I was like, geez, does everyone want to just see my fat head just here talking <laughs> away at them? I honestly think of these things like, and really, you know, I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic where I'm like, geez, do people actually want that really? Yeah. But they seem to really like it. And honestly, I had, so even this, like, I guess maybe it doesn't weird me out as much now because I hear it enough times from enough people that I respect, but I had like three or four people tell me about, I'm not good with computers, you know, you know, this is me. so I, I had like three or four people tell me about this thing. And I thought, okay, yeah, fair. And uh, my client Lexa actually told me maybe like, even like a long time ago, like frick, like a year maybe or around. And I was kind of like, well, no, I don't, I don't need to add any fancy electronics to this old device. <laughs> I'm good where we're at. And uh, then I had a few people in the last couple of months I really respect in the coaching industry tell me like, no, no, Dylan, the tool is great and it will work great for anyone. But you specifically need this tool because if you can walk your clients through the depths to what you, in how much detail you think about their journey and you reveal it, in sequence like that over and over time over time they will really your buy-in will go up so i was like geez that's a really good way to put it and then i thought about that so i started trying it i tried it for a week and then i went back to voice notes and i asked everyone what they liked better and it was overwhelmingly everyone liked the loom and i know it's doing something psychophysiologically different i looked i watched them back sometimes and when you're like, because I've done it now where you have a program, let's say, and I've watched them where I do, I go over their like check-in information. When I can physically take their eyes with the mouse and point them at the point of their physique, I want them looking at well matching the words that are coming out of my mouth. It's something else because now it's like, it's pretty much like doing a check-in with them for God's sakes. Yeah. It's, it, you know, not quite the same, but damn close and you know i can kind of reverse engineer everything they say and if there's any kind of mindset stuff i can pick it apart right there and help reword or rethink different ideas 
it's very powerful. I'm very impressed with it. And I think your clients will be too. You could pick apart an insecurity within someone's, like in someone's response mm-hmm. and you're able to kind of get that out of them, but they're able to see your, your facial yeah. expression, your emotion into it. Because I think, exactly. I think the thing was, and we talked about this, we talked about this before when I, when I want to, I, to PC, man, I'm going to keep going back to PC. They, they were kept, they kept nudging loom. They kept nudging loom. And I was like, I'm not switching. And a week and a half, and two weeks later, here I am, here I am using loom. <laughs> Is it because I jumped off the ship? <laughs> it's, it's more like, I don't think you jumped off, but I was just like, you know, I'll give it a go because I used, cause you know, what's funny. So when I started coaching, I used loom. When I had like three or four clients, I started to use loom, but my process wasn't good. Mm-hmm. my system wasn't good enough to use loom yeah now my system and my trend patterns and what i know and now my knowledge base and how i connect things goes completely together so now i can make connections and now i can show them the connections like physically because a lot of people just you know as you know you've seen my you see my you see my sheets and things like that that i have like i have like a daily tracker that people input things like now i can actually like People usually just go in there every single day and just put the information, right? But they don't think anything of it, right? But now I can go in and while I'm looking at things, I can explain the patterns I'm seeing within those. And then I think it starts to click. Like stress habits, like stress management, things are going to start to click for them in terms of, oh shit, this is what he's seeing. I think that's the the key. Like we talked about this today. It's more like a, it's more like a, now I see what they see type thing. And I think that's where you start to get this cohesive bond between the coach and the client is when they start to see what, what you see and they can see that before you even know now. Like they're going to understand it, right? Because you've, you've taught me one thing and it was in a, I'm trying to get the wording right, but you want to make them so that they are, so they understand their body so they can be like independent, right? Type thing. I forget what your word was for it, but, um, but. Well, yeah, it's like all you do, the way I view it is like, you just progress people a little further into their own hunt. So you give them some targets that are really close and they can, you can still see them and watch them and they're perfectly safe. And then they either fall down or they, they do it. And either way, you just, adjust based on the outcome and then you keep sending them a little further and giving them bigger targets but by the time they're seven months 10 months 18 months and 24 months in i have some clients that are with me like 24 months plus and man they they really know their body you know like when to rest they know when they sort of do their own check-ins because they're still human beings and they fuck up a lot of stuff but here's what I fucked up and here's probably what I would do to make this better. Like they already know what I'm going to say yeah. because they've heard it a hundred. How many times can I tell someone like, Hey, I know you're on nights and your baby was screaming all night, but please don't have any caffeine on non-training days, you know, but like people are going to do it. And then yeah. they're just, it's an accountability factor. Or they know I, like I, when I, I'm not always perfect with my every single check-in. Sometimes I have to tell Braden like, Hey man, I had a 
uh, a sale at the store. Plus, you know, obviously, especially now we're in business, how many athletes I have because I've merged them with yours. It's quite a few. And I have to do those check-ins. So, like this weekend, I didn't even barely sleep. So like I got three meals a day, not five, my bad. And, you know, it's like he's, I know what he's going to tell me, like, get your shit together and let's get on with it. But the process still happens more frequently, you know? Yeah. I think that's the difference between, you know, like a contest prep style where everything is like nailed. And that's why a contest prep can be stressful if you have a lot of stuff going on, you know? So it's like, I always kind of tell people like, Hey, when you're like expanding your business in the peak expansion, when you're like just starting a new business, when you're just moving cities, it's like not the time to maybe start a contest prep. I'm not saying that you can't do it. And I could, or, or even a fat loss phase in general. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, that you know, and especially, especially a contest prep style. But I find that a yeah. lot of people put those, they put it's a lot of stress and it'll be in the back of your mind running constantly. So you got to ensure that the front is not all jammed up with catastrophe in the on, ongoing times. You know, like you should be, yeah. you should be have your feet on the ground and have a little bit of financial security too. Isn't that, isn't that how we teach people, right? Is we, is we teach them, like we say the same things kind of over and over again until it's, until, it's, yeah. until, they, learn, until they learn their lesson, right? And then yeah. they learn their lesson. And then that's when it, cha- right? When it clicks, I tell them when it clicks for like stress management, they're going to be like, oh, I could probably do better here. Yep. Or I could do, like, you really start to know if someone's learning their body when they could be like, oh, I could do better here. Or I could do better here. I could give more effort into this, into this aspect. And you start to see that in check-ins and it makes the check-in process pretty easy for the coach, right? Because then they just emphasize, okay, if you need to do better here, what tools do I need to implement for you to do better there? Not more so, not more so do I need to ask more questions about where things are lagging? There comes a point where people know how to communicate where things are lagging. And then the coach, that's where really, I think that's why such, when you, when you see who the most successful people are, right, in coaching, and I'm just going to say this, Jen, I, I personally think this, is always bodybuilders, right? It's always people or military people. They're all very they're all very neurotic, headstrong. Not neurotic in a sense, but they get everything done the right way, and they know themselves pretty well. Um, and I think they get it done, and, and they know when things are off in a certain time or a certain area type thing. And I think that's why coaching is more so – I wouldn't say easier – but it's more so like, I would say it's a bit more fun in an aspect, just because you know where, you know, where you can plug in the holes and then it just like you plug in those holes and progress just like completely skyrockets when you really start to just nail those little things. Um, so I think that's why, that's why I'm excited to use Loom though, is because I think it's just going to be a cool aspect of being able to communicate my message each week a lot better. Um, and I also, this is something you might want to, I'm, I'll just talk about it here. It's fine. I kind of decided that I would have like a weekly mantra so that every single client that week got a standardized thing that I was thinking about for most of them. So for instance, this week, I just said like, Hey, I've been going over this at the end of everybody's check-ins. And it's something I want to talk to you about because everyone, almost everyone seasonally, no matter if it's bodybuilders, functional health, 
they go through these waves where you start questioning what you're doing and if you should be doing it. And it's, if anything's working and, you know, cause like once you're just eating to grow, you know, a couple pounds a month and you're just training is all about just every day. It's the same training, you know, and you're just trying to progress. Yeah. It's not always like super fun. Like you just had a phase like that, you know, like for a very long time. So I don't oh, know. It got very, very, it got very monotonous pretty quick. Yeah. Monotony. That's the word I was looking for. So it gets very monotonous, but you know, it, anyway, it's just, it's just really nice to be able to have these tools to help clients progress because man, it's what a difference. Like compared to when I started online coaching with emails. Oh, it's very different. You know, like this is wild stuff to me. It's actually mind blowing how in depth the check-in can be with these tools. Like people are getting quite the experience, you know, it's really something. Yeah. I, because I remember I started out with email. Cause that's how I started my coaching, right? It's through email and yeah. it was through, actually my first client was through text. It wasn't even through email. It was that's, through text. That's really interesting. I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was a success though, but it was like, but it was surprisingly like, you know, I just go into notes. I would make my check-in and I would just send it to her via text instead of email. And she would send that's me like her check-in. She would send me her check-in sheet every single day, every single Sunday via email. It was one client and it was just like, okay. What do I need to do? A lot of there was actually no changes, um, but, but, um, but I think it is pretty cool how in depth it gets now. Like, so we started with email and then went from email to WhatsApp. Well, it we went from email to email in text. And then it went to everyone got sick of email and they just went to WhatsApp. And then it went from WhatsApp text to WhatsApp voice memos. Yeah. And now it's going from voice memos to actually seeing the face. Um, yeah, and I think it just, and I think it just allows, like you said, it allows for a more, a greater personal experience because even with voice, it's still tough. Like, what are you looking at? Like at that certain moment, like as you're creating that voice, like, what are you looking at type thing? Um, I think for some people it works great. Like for me, if Mark sends me a voice memo, I'm fine. Works absolutely tremendous for me. I don't need to, I don't need Brain to send me voice memos and I'm fine. I know that too. I think for a lot of, I think for a lot of bodybuilders, it'd be great. Whereas I think for a lot of functional health cases and a lot of things like that, I think this is where loom really separates because these things, the one thing I find is that these processes are very in depth. If you never dealt with a hormonal case or a functional health case or a gut health case at all, you really don't know how much work and in depth process it actually is and how decision decisions are made. Like what you have to know is actually phenomenal to be honest. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, what am I reading here? What are these symptoms? Like you're reading things and you're looking at, are they getting better, et cetera. So I think that's where, this is where Loom really separates it because now you can walk those people and create comfort. That's what it all, that's what it's all about. I find when it's with, with it's those cases, it's all about two things. It's comfort and confidence. So you have to be confident. You as the coach have to preach kind of confidence in yourself. Even if you're not confident in the choice you're making, you have to display it. That's the one thing I kind of learned from you. Like if you're throwing a, if you're throwing a dart, you like better be all in. You better Cards be and the chips are all in then. Yeah. Like if you, you don't know what's going to happen on the flop. Like That's right. you might, you, you, someone might hit a river flush <laughs> down the wrong, down the wrong way. That's correct. Um, and, but you got to take it and just be confident with it. Because I think if you don't instill confidence in yourself with those things, your client's going to be questioning it 
and it's going to be questioning them themselves. And then the thing, and then along with that is a comfort aspect because these things take time, right? Like we've worked with cases that are taking year plus, like year plus to fix. And most of them take year plus to fix to truly be honest, the more I'm getting into it, there, there's a lot of miracle cases here that the more I see, it's a lot of genetics when it comes down to even fixing these things. Healing um, genetics or health genetics are a thing. Health genetics you know are anything. You know what I'm noticing a lot is these cases, there's also like a lag. So you get like an initial excitement from fixing and supplementing or like a, a, adjusting and supplementing. Yeah, yeah. And then there is, they do, it is very, so like, for instance, you can just like instantly see when someone's just eating kind of like whatever they want or whatever doesn't kill them. If they have like SIBO or IBS or colitis or some of these really more hard digestive type of autoimmune, let's say, then you get into just like proper foods for that digestive problem or proper ones that are perceived for that digestive problem, maybe a couple supplements. And then right away, it's like, holy man, way less bloating, like bowel movements, like there's a bunch of positive effects. But then the train kind of, that's just like the steam rolling out of the train. But really the wheels haven't even started. Like that's just, you got the motor fired up. But now the whole train has to actually roll down the tracks. And that process takes a long time, like months and months, it seems. Because like I get excited sometimes. I'm like, there's the biofeedback and you catch it right in the beginning. But then... Then it, it I think goes, does this then little, it gets worse. It gets a little lie detector worse. test thing, yeah. you know, yeah. where it's just kind of going up and down, up and down. And it just does this thing. And you have to be comfortable and confident to ride those waves because now I know they're coming. That's the thing about doing these functional cases is now I can just confidently go into it. And if I have to say something, I know they're not going to like, it doesn't matter to me, which I think this is why I have really low trait uh, empathy. And I think it's good. Because then I don't consider the fact that, yes, they might not like it, but I know for certain that this is probably the way it's going to go. So I'd rather just tell them now so that we nail the expectation. Because if they think it's just going to get better in like two weeks nope. because of Instagram and they get into it, it is not going to be that way. And then we're going to be fighting uphill because we're going to have negative emotion from the day the first check-in starts. I, I tell people probably will get worse before it gets better especially with gut things because everything has to just get out of your system. And it's just like, you're going to feel all these toxins just in your system for like, like you're going to feel them like releasing out of you. And it's going to feel like shit. I'm like, I'm like the die off, like die off symptoms, like die off symptoms fucking suck. Like people think like people compare die off symptoms to it not working. And I'm like, and I'm like, no, it's working. It's like, you got to just trust. I was like, my mentor and other coaches wouldn't wouldn't help me with this protocol if I didn't know it would work. And I wouldn't be giving it to you if I didn't believe it worked myself. And I've seen it in a few people and I know it gets a little worse before it gets better. But usually, usually, usually I tell people like during like, during like kill phases for things, I'm like, you're going to feel like shit. I was like the repop, the repopulation phase is usually when you start like, like Austin was telling me, he's like, yeah, normally a lot of people feel like crap during the kill phase and then automatically you start to repopulate after they after you kill it all. And he's like, they automatically start to feel better. Like he's like, within like a week or two, they're feeling great. And he's like, that's just how it happens. And we were talking about things. We were even talking about, um, I think this is a great combo. I don't know if we touched on this last week. We were having a great combo about um, 
getting like cycles back. Right. And, oh, yeah. and, um, he was chatting and he, and we, we had a thing about, we had a thing about Chase Berry and Progon B drops. And we were yeah. like, we were like, and we agree. We we're like, so, so many people think these are like the woo woo subs of the, of a, getting a cycle back. Like they've done great work. Absolutely. For a lot of people. I won't discredit that. I've seen clients do it too, right? Like I have a few clients, but sometimes it doesn't work. And you have to go with like a cream or something that you can get more migs of progesterone out of because he's like, you really don't get much out of it. He's like, number one, Chase Berry is not for getting straight progesterone. Like it's just going to get you LH, it's going to get LH signaling up, which will, of course, reduce progesterone levels. Um, but it's just like, He's like, I could tell you, I've had a, I've had handfuls of cases. He's like, where it hasn't worked, and people think, and people just automatically see people on Instagram be like, oh, I just took Chase Berry, and I got my cycle back. Like, doesn't always happen. Yeah, and honestly, I would argue in a lot of those cases, it's it's just a byproduct effect with Chase Berry and not overtraining. Like, they probably fixed all their lifestyle stuff and then <laughs> added Chase Berry and then attain attributed the change to the chase berry when in reality it was probably the lifestyle factors like if it came back if you just kind of nonchalantly added chase right, taking berry, the stress out of everything yeah, yeah it's like well then that wasn't really that difficult of a case per se but um i do agree we're like it's tough because in canada it's harder to get like yeah. steroidal creams and stuff like because that's needs prescriptions and these doctors are out of control here <laughs> like i used to try to hold my tongue on this because i know it's a weird thing for weird two weird guys on a podcast to be talking about you know like medical professionals but it's just here it's just so outrageous i can't even anymore you know like the stuff i've heard this year i'm like okay it act this is how it is like i i you know what I mean? I would hear something or I would come across something where I'm like, geez, did the clients screw that up? There's no way they could have said that, or that's not how they interpreted that. And sure enough, it just happens over and over where I'm like another miss and another L and just, they just keep adding up L's. Like if your team was losing like every day forever, would you just keep doing it? Unfortunately, that's how, unfortunately that's how free healthcare goes. I know. Anyway, I don't need to get. <laughs> we're not going to get into it. We're going to get. We're going to get banned off of. We're going to get banned off of Apple if we do this. <laughs> yeah, we would be here till next year. We're going to be. We're going to be in cancel culture. I don't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it either. I've had this podcast for long enough where I think I've. I've. I started before cancel culture was a thing. Yeah, you. You were birthed before. <laughs> That's God, I can't imagine growing up like being a child during this era right now. I can't get into that either. <laughs> <laughs> that's also going to put us still tomorrow. Yeah, that's <laughs> but no, I think it's. I think I'm very excited for the future of a lot of things. I think I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of things that are going to be happening in terms of the coaching industry. I think people are going to need to know blood work, or you're not gonna you're not gonna last. Like. You need to post res you need to post results or you're not gonna last. Like like you post results, but you post them on your story, right? Like you at least show that you're getting things where half the time I see all these people not unless post like a post like a quote or some shit. 
Like oh yeah, I know what you mean. And and also, I guess my story is usually filled of reposts from yeah, actual client, people client work doing doing my job. You know, so like that's kind of where I always laugh because there'll be coaches that'll talk poorly about other coaches, and then when you look at them, it's like, yeah, but you don't really work with anyone. You're just critiquing people from the sidelines. Like, you know, at least, at least we're on the field, like actually coaching people, you know, it's really, it's a really rewarding thing to do. It's awesome. I love, I love this career. I wouldn't want to do anything else. Very rewarding. I hopefully get to do it as my full-time career. It's the goal, right? Don't, don't fire me. My company, don't fire me. Don't listen to this. Don't fire me. <laughs> I need my job. <laughs> um, but I think it's just rewarding. I think every single day when you get to actually change a when you directly when you directly can change someone's life by making a few simple changes to the way that they do things, I think that's the best part. I like it too. It's really cool. Yeah. So, all right. Well, yeah, it was a good episode. That was awesome. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. Do you, it's, guys, it's time do you guys think it was good? Hopefully you guys think it was good. Well, just me ranting mostly the time, but. Yeah, just us ranting about nothing. I think that's all of our episodes at this point, right? We never actually come up. We actually never come up with the topic. So we're going to do a Q&A next week. We are going to do a Q&A next week. We do one like every third episode. So we will do one next week. So get your questions in. We will have them. We'll actually schedule a time. Hey, you know what's going to be really cool is the team Miller. I want to make like some kind of co-story thing. Where we can have it like on each, like have the same graphic on each other's, like somehow let's blend them together. I'll see if I can get my, I'll see if I can get my artwork guy. Uh, you know what I mean? Like a, like an ace of spada, like the, like for the podcast, but then somehow like incorporate both of the brands that we want to incorporate. And then have like, so I can just have it as a background because I think that would be really useful. I think so too. Then I mean, I can always, understand. I can also, I can also always just send you the Aces beta graphic and you can also just, well, that's, that's totally fine too. But I think we should get, I should get better at doing that. Cause then it's like, it distinctuates like just random questions that I answer or, you know, like for the podcast. Cause some, I think there's certain questions. It's a smaller amount of people that would want questions for the podcast, but more specific questions. I think. Yeah, definitely. I think we've, we fully come to that agreement that it's fully. Definitely. I think after we've done a few of these Q&A episodes, episodes, they definitely get specific. Yeah, well, they end up being like three questions and it's like an hour and a half podcast because the things they want to know are very complex. Or or we just or we just drag out answers for a very, very long time. <laughs> it's probably a little bit of both. Um, but Herbie's 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 nabbing at you over here. I know. It's probably meal time for both of us. That's why. It's it's almost meal time. I have my meal at nine, so I got an hour. Look at this. Look at this guy. I love how you pet him. You just like scrap his face. You're just like, yeah, let me just smush your face together. One day he's gonna hear. Oh, I when it, sometimes when he gets he gets at me the wrong way, sometimes I pick him up like that. <laughs> Do you see how I can just immobilize you instantly and you cannot to me? This means you don't bark at me, sir. Yeah. Um, well, well, I mean, you guys got a special guest appearance from Herbie today. Um, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this one. If you guys did, absolutely share it on your Instagram story. Uh, tag us if you enjoy listening. Um, we're going to drop a Q&A box. We'll have a Q&A box this week. 
um, on both of our Instagrams, probably around Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I will probably post three times if I remember. Um, but yeah, we will we will do a nice little Q&A. So ask all the questions that you got. Ask everything that you want to know. We are open books when it comes down to it as much as we can for a certain extent. Don't give us a client case study, please. Because um, we don't answer those for free. Um, those are ones we won't answer for free. But we'll give you as much information as possible on certain topics. Um, so thank you guys for listening to this episode of Coach's Corner with me and Dylan.